what if you could turn it off? What if you did not need to keep a hundred tabs open all the time? What if the best way to solve a problem or make a decision was not actually to just keep thinking, thinking, and then overthinking about it? What if that's not the most effective way? Which I know can kind of be, you know, no pun intended, but mind boggling. The mind is going to resist like, wait, I don't have to do the job. I thought I have to do the job. I have to be on all the time. I got to be ready to solve problems. You know, I got things to worry about. I've got things to think about, right? But what if, what if you did not always have to be in thinking mode or doing mode? This is what we dive into today. You're going to want to check this one out. Hello, welcome to Awaken with Maria Service. Stress less, find yourself, and smile more. This podcast is for high-achieving, multi-talented women or busy moms who are tired of trying to do it all at the expense of relationships, poor sleep, and less joy. Or maybe you're just simply looking for more stress management and resilience tools to navigate life challenges with greater ease. In any case, you're in the right spot. I'm your host, Maria Service, resilience coach, anxiety management specialist, and more, here to help you stress less and smile more. Okay, so here's the thing. It's not a surprise that many of us get stuck in our head. It's not a surprise that many of us feel like, of course, if there's a problem, I'm going to use my brain to solve it, right? I've got good thinking skills. You know, you can think of the phrases, you can do anything you set your mind to. You know, if you just think hard enough, a plan will come. It's not a surprise that the mind has a hard time shutting off because it is so used to being on and now it thinks its purpose is to solve all the problems, right? And you know what's even really sneaky about your mind? Because it loves patterns. It loves what's familiar. Is The sneaky thing is that even when there is no quote-unquote problem, So even if let's say you've really have like tackled what you've needed for the day, like your priorities, your brain does this funny little thing where it likes to keep you where you are. And so without intentional, without being intentional, your mind will start to just come up with problems because you know what? Your mind likes to have a job. It likes to keep busy. Um, and To be honest, most of you listening, your brain has learned that you get a little bit of a dopamine release, right? You get a little bit of those happy vibes when you solve a problem. So I'm just going to say that for many of us, the reason, I mean, a lot of us operate like this just because I think it's the messaging that we hear when you're young. Um, To be honest, I have a four-year-old and I'm, I like say these things too, like, oh, okay, just 
just think about it, you know, and you can do it or, all right, set your mind and focus. You got this. Like, of course, I, you know, we say these motivating things and many of us heard these messages. However, these messages, when not also um, added and sprinkled in with other messages, like, hey, pause, let's just take a breath. Let's do a little reset. Let's shake it off. Let's do some wiggles, right? Like we want to be intentional because if we aren't intentional sprinkling in, you know, these other messages, the brain starts to learn that it has to be on all the time. It has to be ready to solve problems. And many of us got that, we made that connection probably early on in life that like, ooh, when I think concentrate and focus and then I solve the problem or I do the thing, you know, I made a plan and then it worked. It creates this positive feedback loop, which is great. You know, it's like, yes, I solved that. I did that. You know, my mind helped. I can do this. And that's great. However, again, if we reward only that one thing, your brain's just going to start to want to find problems that it can solve. And when we become adults, this can become problematic. If the only way we kind of know how to get a quick dopamine hit is to find a problem so that we can solve it. (laughs) I mean, and this might, this is likely subconscious, right? I'm not saying that anybody is really out there, you know, actively thinking this, but it's happening on a subconscious level. It's happening underneath or it's like, all right, what's, what's, what's another problem? What I go to solve, you know, right? Like, okay, everything in my world's going pretty good. Oh, What's going on with my best friend? What what do I have to solve in her life? Oh, oh my gosh, my coworker and, you know, I don't know, whatever. Like my coworker and her marriage is falling apart. Falling apart. I better step in and fix that. <laughs> right? Like we turn into really good fixers, we turn into problem solvers because it's what your mind knows and it's what you're used to. So, I want you to pause and just take a moment and think like Can you relate to this at all? Do you sometimes get stuck in your head? Do you find yourself thinking, 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 and overthinking about all the things? And again, I'm not going to say that sometimes I know this can be effective, right? I know that your mind is a powerful thing. And when intentional, we can use it to solve problems. Um, Or when we're intentional, we can use it to even think outside the box, try to think outside the norm, right? However, we all know that it can totally go just to this space where it's like, I can't get out of my own head. And that's what we're going to talk about. How do you get out of your own head? And what if, what if the brain didn't have to be quote unquote on all the time, right? I interrupt my podcast show (laughs) to um, tell you a little bit about my online shop. So I'm really excited to begin offering some more um, different things online, digital products, webinars, and currently I have some stickers up. And I would love if you would go check it out at mariaservice.com slash shop with Maria. Pretty sure that's what it is. Otherwise, just head to mariaservice.com and I'll link it in the show notes. So since we're talking about physical space and The topic is declutter today, but I want you to think about that physical space and how can you use it to help promote calm. 
So I worked with an awesome local artist, Christina Tran, and she helped me design some beautiful stickers. And they are intended to be just little visual reminders that you can stick on your laptop, stick on your water bottle, wherever you love to you know, put a sticker, um, and remind you to pause and breathe or remind you that there is value in learning how to be still to help you soar to your greatest heights. So feel free to go check those out and we'll get back to the show now. Okay, so I'm talking to your brain now. (laughs) I'm talking to your mind, but really it thinks it needs to be on all the time. And honestly, you know, everybody likes to have a job. Everybody likes to find purpose, but there is something we need to remind your mind. Nothing works effectively when it's left on all the time, okay? Things lose their power charge and they have to be recharged. And oftentimes when we recharge things, we usually set them off to the side and don't use them while they're recharging, right? There are very few things that we can just leave on and on and on and that it's not going to drain out. So the mind is a powerful thing. Thinking is obviously a necessity for life. You have to be able to think and plan so that you can execute and do what you want to do. However, we don't need to stay there all the time. So an image that I often like to use with clients is like if imagine there's like a light switch and there's four different toggles on it, you know, and you're, you can flip them. So really there's four switches, I guess, let's say, and they can be on or they can be off. You know, and of the four light switches of things that you can flick on or off, you have thinking mode. Think When thinking mode is on, we're planning, we're preparing, we're thinking about different ways we can solve problems. Okay, that's thinking mode when it's on. Then the, another switch would be being mode. When being mode is on, we're usually doing the things, right? Like, so I'm typing up um, emails, whatever, for work. I'm doing the laundry. I'm taking my kids and driving them to school. So doing is just the act of actually doing the things that you have to get done. And then there's sleeping mode. When we're really not doing any of those things and we're just sleeping. It's those times where, you know, you're supposed to be just resting, eyes closed, everything's quote-unquote off except for the fact that you're in sleeping mode, so that's on. And most of us, most of us spend probably 90% of our day or more, if you're not awake to it, um, in a combination of thinking mode and doing mode all day. So you're either doing the things like you're getting ready for the day, you're getting your kids off to school, you're doing your work tasks, you know, you're doing the meal prep, But to be honest, many of us are also even really good at doing and thinking at the same time. So yeah, sure, you're doing the thing like you're dropping your kid off at school, but you're also already thinking about all the things you got to get done. So, you know, how many times do we hop in a car and we barely even remember how we got there? Because to be honest, we're so lost in our head (laughs) thinking about what we got to do, right? Or maybe you are doing the dishes But in your head, you're rethinking that conversation you had and, oh my gosh, what could I have done differently, right? So you're doing the dishes and you're like, again, stuck in your head. (laughs) 
Now, I'm not saying that that's bad, but again, it's balance. So one, I want this episode to just help you bring awareness to what modes are you in, right? Like right now I am doing this podcast, right? I am doing the talking to record this episode. Maybe there's a little bit in my brain of thinking mode going on as I'm just kind of planning out you know, the next thing I'm going to say, but for the most part, it's doing, I'm just doing the recording. So I'm in doing mode right now. And let's see, the thing that I have to do after this is I have to get ready for some meetings today. So again, I'll be probably in a combination of doing and thinking mode because I'll probably be doing my shower, doing my picking out of my outfit. So then I'll be kind of like thinking, what do I want to wear? Okay. What does my day look like? So it's going to be a combo, right? My guess is if you raise awareness to what mode you're in, you're like me. You're probably spending a lot of time in thinking mode or doing mode or the both. But here's the kicker. Here's the other thing that I want to inspire you is that the game changer for me, because remember, uh, Maria of, I mean, at least for sure, seven, eight years ago and, and definitely before then, but even just as early as seven, eight years ago, I spent the majority of my time, I, I just, my brain was always on thinking about something, caring about something, worrying about something, panicking about something, um, thinking, how can I make this thing more perfect? How can I not fail? Right? Like I was so stuck in my head. And then it was again, starting my own journey. And one of the most helpful, well, there's been a couple really helpful continuing ed courses that like opened my mind (laughs) and also taught me how to shut it off, if that makes sense. But, um, I took an excellent anxiety management course by Catherine Pittman and Catherine Pittman actually has a book that I will link in the show notes as well. But anyways, her course was excellent. Just teaching me about how, you know, like the mind wanders, it's a known wanderer. And that doesn't mean that we can't just simply notice when it wanders and yet bring our focus back to whatever it is, mindfulness, meditation, etc. So anyways, I will say that course. And then I've taken some somatic based um, intervention courses as well. But all of that to say, it was game changing when I basically learned that I didn't need to keep my mind on all the time, that that was not serving me. That when I was just stuck in my head too much, it would just really increase feelings of frustration and overwhelm. And it was part of the motivator to really try working on skills like mindfulness and meditation. And I'll be honest, it was not easy as someone with a very busy, overactive mind. I mean, I just remember I could barely quiet my mind for an entire yoga class or for even 10 minutes of a yoga class. Um, you know, I would be trying to focus on the stillness and the move, but to be honest, I found I was very good at, you know, quote unquote, doing the yoga and then also just thinking what I have to do next in my head or thinking about my day. It took a lot of practice that now I can show up to a yoga class and instead of honestly, 90% of the time just being in my head and then maybe doing the motions of yoga, but really I'm just thinking the whole time. That used to be like 90% of my yoga class, right? I will say now I can be in a yoga class 
and maybe only 30%, right? So I'm still not even perfect and I'm not aiming for perfect and you don't have to either. But I will say like maybe only 30% of that yoga class will I maybe let, you know, my mind is wandering a little bit. I am thinking about work or, oh, am I doing this move right? Or I don't know, whatever. Um, But I will say most of the time, anywhere from 66 to 80% of the class, let's just say, I can actually just be, I can be, I can be in the yoga class. I'm being in my body. So when she's leading me through a move, just because I have a female yoga instructor, and I'm, I'm really specifically talking about booty yoga, I highly recommend it. But anyways, um, I can just be in my body. It's like I'm hearing the music, I'm hearing the playlist, I'm feeling it. I'm when I'm doing the move or I'm following along. I'm just like feeling it in my body, meaning like I'm just feeling like, oh, this feels stiff or this feels relaxed or this feels warm or this feels cold or this feels right. Like I'm just really allowing myself to be in that class, be in my body. So that's the third, no, fourth. That's the fourth switch that I haven't talked about, right? So I mentioned there can be thinking mode that's on a lot, doing mode that we have on a lot, sleep mode where that's on and everything else is off. But this other beautiful mode that I learned about in the last seven, eight years is called being mode. That's what I call it, right? And being mode is when you allow yourself to not get lost in the thoughts, not get so focused on just the mundane, like do it, just do it, do it, do it, get it done. But you actually allow yourself to just be in that moment. And more importantly, because you're just like, Maria, what do you mean? I'm going to say like, you allow yourself to be in your body. Okay. And what do I mean by that? Because I get it. Your mind's like, I'm sure your mind is already like, what is she talking about? This crazy lady. And it's already thinking about, you know, okay, how could I do that? How am I, right? Just know like your mind is trying to turn on. Of course you're you're listening, but, um, okay. So being mode, what is it? Being mode is where Imagine yourself anchoring. You're putting down an anchor, right? And what does an anchor do? An anchor keeps you tethered, keeps you anchored to kind of your center, right? So like, okay, a balloon. A balloon when it's not anchored or tethered to anything, right? So when your balloon doesn't have one of those little magnet or weights to keep it tethered and grounded, that balloon will just float wherever, right? So if the balloon is representing you or even like your mind and your thoughts, when untethered, that balloon is going to go all over the place. It's going to bounce to all the thoughts and all the things. Now imagine though that we put a weight on that balloon, you know, so it's, it stays in place, right? So it's grounded, it's tethered, it's anchored in. And imagine that you're the weight now right? So instead of being the balloon and going all over the place, imagine you're the weight and that's what we're doing when we're shifting in the being mode. We're trying to be this grounded, tethered weight that is just simply experiencing the environment and the moment around it. And in this example, why I said like I want you to become, you know, the weighted thing and not the balloon itself is because this is helpful when When you find that you're trying to shift into being mode, shifting into your body, 
you're going to still notice your mind wander because it's a known wander. So if your mind is the balloon and you are the weight, this is where you can start to just observe your thoughts and not be your thoughts, right? So when you're in being mode, that just means that, yes, you might still be attached to a bunch of balloons, a bunch of thoughts, and the thoughts might even try to pull you in. And that's okay. That that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It just means that the balloons are there. And you're going to choose to just look up at them and then bring your focus back to yourself because you're the weight. You're the thing that's anchoring in. You're just soaking in this moment. So that might mean you're looking at the thoughts and you're coming back to yourself, the weight, right? So that's kind of, that's the first thing I want to explain about being mode is that it doesn't mean that you won't notice any thoughts and thus you're doing it wrong if you notice thoughts. No, no, no. That's fine if you notice thoughts, but I want you to imagine that you're just observing them and then you're bringing your focus back to your body, back to being, back to this present moment. Okay. Now your mind's going to want to know. So then, okay, in this being mode, in this being present mode, what are we focusing on? Because I will say it's going to be tricky for you to do this. And so even practicing doing this for 30 seconds at a time, one minute at a time, like just being in in your body, being mindful. Something you can really raise focus to is remember, not only are we thinking human beings, we are, we have like a whole sensory system. And the sensory system is how we process and intake information from our environment And so as kids, you learned about your five senses, right? Sight, hearing, gosh, taste, smell, touch, okay? That's how we experience the environment. And to be honest, so often we're really not even awake to our senses and what's coming in because we're living in our thoughts, because we're just doing the thing and also then stuck in our thoughts. So The assignment of when you're in being mode is that you're focusing on what are you seeing? What are you hearing? What can you feel or touch with your hands? What do you smell? Maybe what are you tasting? And so if you're new to this, this is how when I'm working one-on-one with clients and we're working on mindfulness... And how do you be in the moment? We're going to try to enhance the sensory experience, which is going to help you stay more grounded in your body. So we might do that by adding an essential oil. Like let's, while we're just sitting and being, let's smell some lavender. Let's smell some peppermint, right? Smell is very strong in helping us stay grounded and calming our nervous system. Or I might have someone, you know, some people, if we're working on mindfulness, we might need to have like a YouTube video up with like a calming nature scene, just so that you can see something that's calm. Or I might have a client, you know, hold on to a stress ball so that they can be like focusing their energy and they're focusing to just squeezing the ball and breathing. They're just being in their body, feeling what that feels like. That's what being mode can be. And if it's hard for you at first, you're going to want to enhance the sensory experience by either adding music, adding smell, you know, adding something calming in your hands, like a soft blanket that you can feel, right? 
And even just practicing this for a few minutes a day, allowing yourself a break from thinking mode and shifting into being mode, there are so many benefits. It's where when we start to calm and find stillness, when we start to find calm and stillness in being mode, to be honest, that's when we can sometimes be most in our creative flow. That's what can spark more mental clarity. So you have to convince your mind of the purpose and benefits of shifting into being mode and essentially turning off thinking mode. You kind of have to convince and remind the mind of why you're doing that. Because ultimately, if you are really looking at a problem um, or a situation or you really do need to plan or do something um, that does require the mind, you have to remind your mind we're going to be more effective If we add in these intentional breaks where we're just shifting into our body, where we're shifting into a moment of mindfulness, you are going to be highly more effective when you add these mindfulness moments, okay? And and the reason is because ultimately when we get stuck in thinking mode too much, to be honest, for many of us, it's just going to spike our stress hormone. It's just going to increase our stress response. And we do not think well when we're constantly in stress mode, right? And so, oh, sorry about that. Quick reminder. Anyways, um, so when we shift into being mode and the more you can practice it and do this effectively... There is um, a physical change that happens in the body. So at the physiological level, we're decreasing stress. We're increasing DHEA hormone, shifting into a state of heart coherence, which ultimately is associated with better improved mental clarity and functional performance. So again, it's not just me giving you fluff. It's real science of why it helps when we can just shift and be in the present moment. So... My suggestion for you is to, one, increase awareness to what modes are you tending to live in. I want you to, number two, think, what if? What if I didn't have to be in thinking mode all the time? And number three, experiment with this idea of being mode and how could you be in being mode or practicing mindfulness a little bit more this next week? Now, if you need some resources, tools, or help with this, one, um, send me a message, head to mariaservice.com to get in touch with me. Um, I coach people one-on-one in finding their resilience tools, finding how you can find, you know, a moment of calm and practice mindfulness that's going to be effective. Um, So you can always message about that. Or if you kind of generally know what you want to do, but you just need reminders, you just need that little nudge, like, uh, yes, I should pause and take a moment of mindfulness right now. Um, again, send me a message, um, head to my website, hit connect, and ask about the mindfulness reminders. So I have women that are in a mindfulness tech support line, and it's $10 a month right now. And so you can just sign up with your preferred text number. And I will just text you these little mindfulness nudges, these reminders, and it will come at your preferred time of day. And you'll get them about anywhere from four to six text messages per week, right? And so you're going to get this just nudge and a reminder to shift into being mode, to shift more into your body, um, pause, take a little reset. So if that's something you're interested in, I'll also link it in the show notes. All right. Have an awesome day.
Well, thank you for joining me on today's episode. I super appreciate you being here. I love connecting and spending time with you. FYI, this podcast comes out with new episodes every Friday, and who knows, every now and then I might throw in a bonus. If you have a moment, take a minute to leave me a review. Let me know what you loved about the episode. Give me some suggestions on what more you'd like to hear, and hit the subscribe button. Have an awesome day.